Here we go. Thank you for coming in. You came here for the truth. We are going to look at not just Russia and Ukraine, but what it means to you. I'm going to break this down as simply and concise as I possibly can. The first thing I want to look at is basically inflation. And the reason I want to cover that is because this is impacting people right now to a great degree. And the concern I have is that what we see with Russia and Ukraine could end up being a full-scale war that goes beyond those borders. That is the big problem because as you see problems appearing in different regions with inflation, with jobs, and so on, if there's a recessionary threat, what can a country do to so make that you know an actual solution well of course they could take us to war and we see that this is always being drummed up all the time they're trying to beat those war drums and hopefully hopefully that this de-escalates and it goes away sooner rather than later because it is not looking good today the second thing i want to cover is the china factor everybody is paying attention to what's happening with russia but we must not forget China, and I'll tell you why. The third thing we need to look at is the big details that are being overlooked. I will cover all of that and more. Let's begin by taking a look at this. The key inflation gauge hitting 6.1% in January, the highest since 1982. Now, of course, this so-called key inflation gauge is not key to you and I, and in fact, it's not relevant to you and I at all. But it is relevant to the Federal Reserve. They love to use this one because it never moves. No matter what happens, apparently for years and years and years, it just stayed well under their 2% mark. However, in this instance here, we see that it has been going up because of all of the craziness that's been going on since 2020. Here you can see it in chart form. When we're looking at this, like I said, back to 1982. Now, why this is important, of course, is number one, the fact that you are paying more at the store. At the same time, this isn't even the real level of inflation. This is the most muted level possible. So you've heard the other statistics, 15%, some say it's 12%, some say it's 10%, I don't know. But all I know is that it's higher than this number. So if you were to see people getting paid more than ever before, this is great. We've got stimulus. We've got all these different uh, social assistance programs. And you could say, point to that, hey, look how fantastic that is. The jobs numbers are great. There's more people that, you know, the empty jobs essentially than people that are looking for work and all these different, um, you know, statistics that have been pulled up over the years. And that's good in a sense but when you understand what's happening here that inflation is so hot and heavy that this is actually taking away from all that in fact there is no growth happening when you look at it on this level when we see what's happening in the bond market it should be a warning sign and this is how i relate all of these things at the money gps because when we look at something like this most people might say i don't, I don't know what i'm looking at a red line and a black line 10 and 2 what, what the heck are we talking about here this is how it works so I talked about the fact that if we are heading towards a recession, if you've got jobs problems, if you've got all these issues, or maybe people are rioting in the streets, how do you get everybody to kind of get back in line? Well, of course, they could take us to war. 
Here you see the potential right here, just showing you that we are currently in the warning zone as it relates to the spread in between the 10 and the two year yield. That's the bond market essentially getting completely out of whack. The longer you would have to hold a bond traditionally, I mean, you would think that the longer you hold it out, the more risk you're taking, therefore the more reward you would get at the end of that. However, when we enter these periods of time, you know, things get completely messed up and it flips the other way around. Generally, that hints at a recession that follows. We're in that warning sign right now, showing us, in this case here, $6 a gallon. At least one gas station in LA hits the mark. Inflation is going crazy. All right, that's what we need to understand and what we need to know today. And why that is important, of course, is because the hotter this gets, the less control they have. Now, look at this. Big news. I hope you saw this already. And remember, I'm going to cover some of the stuff from Russia and Ukraine, but I've already touched on a lot of that in the previous videos. But this is the newest stuff, and I'll move through some of those things as quick as I can in case you've already seen them. China state banks restrict financing for Russian commodities. That would have come as a surprise to many people because Russia and China are partnered up, buddy buddy, Siamese twins like no other country right now, signing deals left, right, and center, currency swaps, uh, infrastructure. I mean, everything you could imagine, these two countries are doing that. And yet we have this. ICBC stops issuing letters of credit after the Ukraine and China's top banks have complied with previous U.S. sanctions. So this is really, really important because many had said, China's not going to go along with anything. Well, you know, doesn't seem to be the case, does it? And you could see right here, the leader of China called the leader of Russia and said, you got to negotiate with Ukraine. Make this happen. That, I believe, and by the way, he said that we have to respect all of the country's territorial integrity. I, I think it's a little bit funny because of, Taiwan, but of course they see Taiwan as part of their territory. You know, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what all the laws are, but anyway, that's the situation. EU set to freeze assets of Russia's Putin, Lavrov over Ukraine. So basically, everybody's putting sanctions on Putin and so on. What I think is interesting about that is I think they mentioned it in here. Putin. Uh, who is reportedly one of the richest people in the world. We don't know. Uh, his annual income is about 120000 Okay. He owns three cars and an apartment, and that's about it. So they're going to sanction that. He, he thought ahead. Let me just say, he thought way, way ahead. Key Russian oil shipping rate triples. Costs to hire Aframax ships on Baltic Europe route soared. Freight on alternative routes also rose amid conflict. Isn't it interesting? Now, that probably wouldn't surprise anybody, but at the time in which I've noted the shipping rates started to come down, I mean, they're way off the peak, but, you know, coming down and the backlog is better than where it was, and then we've got this, and this particular route. It depends on the route, of course. 
but it is just unbelievable to see what happens with shipping. If you're ever interested in checking out what's going on in the shipping industry, see Freight Waves. So you can look that up, Freight Waves. That website has everything you need to know about the shipping industry. Which European countries depend on Russian gas? I think I've noted this exact chart before, but you need to know this, okay? If you're in Europe, obviously, but wherever you are. Because it gives you a little bit of insight, not just for what's happening today, but think about how dependent your country is on any other country for something. That's why we need to start producing as much as we can at home, whatever that is. It's always going to be best. But you can't rely on your country. You've got to do things for yourself. Whatever it is that you can do. Can you grow a little bit of food in your backyard? Yes, do it. Can you harvest some water? Yes, do it. Can you learn a few new skills? Yes, do it. So do it, okay? This is just showing us North Macedonia, Bosnia, and Herzegovina. I probably just butchered that. I'm sorry if anybody lives there. Moldova, Finland, Latvia. Okay, all of these basically are completely reliant on Russian gas. And we go down the list and you start to see countries like Germany and Italy and Poland and France to a lesser degree. That, of course, would be a concern for these countries if suddenly, okay, you're, you're cut off, Russia. No more pipeline. They already did that. I'm not going to certify that. What if they say, you know what? We're not going to give you any more funding. So that's it. We're going to cut it off. Well, now Italy, nearly half of their gas has to start coming from somewhere else. This is a problem, right? You can't just say we're going to cut them off. It doesn't work like that. And obviously, sanctioning the leader has no impact. It's more ceremonial than anything. That's part of the reason, small reason, why when they impose the sanctions and people realize how small the sanctions were, investors started diving in. But there's actually because of the short squeeze that happened. That was the number one factor. But anyway, this is interesting. You look at what has been going on, uh, why stocks went up. If you see uh, which names actually went up or, or which type of stocks actually went up, it breaks it down here. So just comparing month to date, quarter to date, you could see how, how bad these ones at the top of the list had done over the period. And then look in this single period, one day, how well it did. Okay, what are we talking about here? Well, things like momentum shorts and sales to price shorts and most shorts and momentum and crowded stocks and tech most shorted and new tech and so on. All of those high risk. Those ones did very well. If we go to the bottom of the list, we see basically the opposite. Okay, Value long. Uh, long value versus secular growth. Uh, pain trade. You know, it just goes into that. Okay, The ones that did very well over the last little while. And then suddenly, in a single day, did extremely poorly. So the thing literally flipped. Literally flipped. Okay, so let's cover a couple things that you need to know before you go today. Okay, really, really quick, I promise. This is important. 
What's happening right now with Russia is a concern, but understand the blowback effect. Real quick, Europe says that it has a financial nuclear weapon against Russia, but it's uncertain if it will use it. And what are they talking about? Kicking Russia off of SWIFT. You can't just do this without it having repercussions, but keep this in the back of your mind. Very important. Basically, think of SWIFT, the way I see it, is like highways and roads for the financial system. And those roads are the toll operator is basically the US. And they say where you can go to and from. And that's just the way it is. And everything, your bank likely has a SWIFT code. And you know, all of these banks, if you're doing wire transfers internationally, you know what that's all about. And yeah, in this case here, you know, you cut them off, great. You achieve one thing, but you actually create more problems for all these different companies and people, and so on. Look at this. India said, okay, if you're going to sanction Russia, we better set up alternative plans. This is a proactive move, assuming that the conflict escalates and there could be a slew of sanctions in place. What are they saying? They are going to deal with rupees instead of dollars. That's right. So they're just basically saying, hey, we got a problem here. No worries. <laughs> no worries. We're just going to go around that. I mean, they, they basically said, yeah, uh, Russia, you know, don't do what you're doing. But, you know, let's still do business 100%. No, no reason to worry about that. We're going to still be partners. Uh, but we'll do it in rupees. So it just shows you that what we've seen so far, there has been not much coming from the other side to stop Russia from what they're doing. That's the way I see this situation. Okay, You let me know what you think in the comments below. Is this going to be halted? Are they going to go back? Are they just going to take little pieces? What is this all about? And what are the ramifications, the possible ramifications of the West, or, or I shouldn't even say the West, other countries simply stepping in and saying, you can't do that, and then they apply force. I know already that the U.S. government is trying to get billions of dollars approved to make, you know, to send it the way of Ukraine. Billions of dollars. That's just one country. So we will see what happens. I will give you updates as it is necessary and anything that's of interest to you. You've got to let me know what you want to see. I base this channel around you. That's the way this has worked for 10 years, and I will continue to do it that way. You let me know in the comments. I read the comments every single day. I read every single comment, and I think it's important to have that interaction. So let me know, not just on this video, but all videos. If you want to support the channel, hit that thumbs up button, and I'll see you on the next one. Take care.